Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of friends have a drink and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben Lavergriffiths and today I'm drinking a 1698. And locked in with you today we have... I'm Katie and I'm drinking a half orange juice and half water. Whoa, steady on there. Vitamin C up and hook. And I'm Mike Collins and I'm drinking a McEwan's Levy, a traditional Scottish beer that tastes a bit like what Marmite would be if you strained it through a sock. I had one of them the other week and it's lovely. It's all right, actually. I'm okay with it. Like It tastes very marmite but in a nice way and it's also only 3.2%, which is... Good. Your description wasn't very nice, though, Michael. Through a sock. Are we talking used sock or...? Well, there's definitely a kind of socky quality to it. <laughs> I think... Uh, am I right in thinking that it's called uh, Levy because it was um, goes back to a time when, like, beer in Scotland could only be under a certain percentage? I'm reading the back of the bottle now. It says it honours a uniquely Scottish tradition um, and is drinkable. Wow, that's... I'd chosen something much better. Ex- oh, it says extremely drinkable. Um, <laughs> I'd love to make a beer and then on the back just put, this is palatable. <laughs> New badger tolerable. <laughs> Strain through a sock. <laughs> It'll go down eventually, thanks to evaporation. Isn't that technically up? All right, Mr. Scientist, Mr. I know how ionization works. Your bum. So, how does it work? Each week, we'll get locked into one of the infinite escape rooms, many themed escape rooms. We'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. If we don't escape within an hour, then terrible things shall befall us. And if we break anything, we will lose our deposit, which this week is £26.79 each, or roughly the price of a mildew down at the movies. Speaking of which... This week, we find ourselves atop a well-worn, plush red carpet. There's the sweet yet salty smell of popped corn in the air, doors leading to the screen, and a sign that says, Support local businesses. Don't bring your own sweets. Buy our extravagantly priced ones from us. We must be in a family-run cinema. It's between shows at the moment, but we'd best escape before the early afternoon showing of Frozen 1 and 2 are played back-to-back to a raging horde of infants who will surely dab us with sticky sweets and globs of melted ice cream. The next show starts in exactly one hour, and our exit is locked with three whimsical padlocks. Let's escape. Hurrah! Woohoo! Okay, so before us, we have a door that says the projection booth. We've got the ice cream stall, and beyond it, the screen. What do we fancy first? I think before you go into the cinema you have an ice cream you you get yourself a nice a nice overpriced ice cream sounds good to me and that is my puzzle so you walk up to the lovely ice cream stall and before you is that lovely glass cabinet it's all shiny there's given off a little bit of coolness you look inside and there are nine different ice creams um they're all locked up in there uh, but you can see the names of the ice creams on there which, which is always nice but you can see at the front, so there are nine ice creams in a square, so three three rows of three. Lovely, that is nine. I did panic for a second that I could not count. And at the front of each row is a small hole that looks like something might need to go in it. Uh, when you say in front of them, is that in front of them to the customer or in front of them to the, um, I was going to say dealer, but that's wrong, like the ice cream scooper? Oh, I think dealer is right. Yeah, so on the on the customer side... That's where the holes are. And there's one per column? Yeah, there's one per column. You've approached it from the customer side as you you have entered the cinema. (laughs) That seems really unhygienic, just having like a hole that customers can stick things in with... It's it's behind the glass. Yeah, sorry. Oh, thank God. My description is not an ice cream glory hole. (laughs) I didn't want to say that to my my pregnant sister, but... (laughs) 
you have solved my puzzle. <laughs> ben, we've only got two willies. If only we had a third. <laughs> I'm brewing one up right now. Um... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, dear. Uh, okay, I'll try and describe it better. So you've got nine ice creams in there, three rows of three. On the customer side, which you are in, behind the glass, you can see that there are, there is also a hole that looks like there's something that should go in it in front of each row. More about these holes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so how big are they? Um, they're not very big. Maybe like a like a, a, cent- a centimetre square. Oh, right. Okay. I was going to go like, are they kind of like pencil thick or could you like stick your fist in there? No, 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 no fisting these. <laughs> Oh, we're in really risky territory with this. Oh, what did you expect, Michael, when you invited me on? Smut and filth. Yeah, I'm delivering. Um, okay, can we go behind the counter? That you may. You go behind the counter and laid out on a shelf. I, I assume that they have shelves on the other side. I've never actually been on the business side of the ice cream store. Are three paddles with sticks that are about one centimetre each. And on each paddle, it's a two-sided paddle. So on one side is a logo, and on the other side is some writing. Uh, how many paddles, sorry? Three paddles. Could we have a look at the first paddle and what the writing says? Okay, so on paddle number one, on one side, it says Baskin and Robbins. And on the other side, it says Baskin and Robbins, known for its famous slogan, 31 Flavours. Started in 1945, when both owners, Burton Baskin and Irvin Robbins, realised they both had a mutual love for ice cream and wanted to provide a variety of flavours and a fun atmosphere for customers. Wow. Hmm. That's quite a big paddle. <laughs> it's all well, teeny, tiny yeah, very small writing. I like that an ice cream salesman would be able to read that out to people, kind of like as he's serving it to them. Just like, hey, just cool, cool facts about Baskin and Robbins. That's the kind of edgy thing you get at, you know, one of these small cinemas. People oh, it is know actually, their products. It? I also like the fact that it would be a cool fact and not a hot tip. <laughs> <sighs> Moving on, the other, what about the other paddle? So number two, on one side of the paddle, it says haagen On the other side, it says haagen have been making ice cream like no other since 1961. Our founder, Ruben Mattis, this is Vision was to make that. Sorry, I had a small stroke. Um, <clears throat> our founder, Ruben Mattis's vision was to make the most extraordinary ice cream the world had ever tasted a spoonful of luxury to escape the everyday. Hmm. Could we have number three, please? So, paddle number three on one side, it says Ben and Jerry's. Just a, just a side note the way that I've written it, it says Ben and Terry's, but I'm, I know what I meant. <laughs> From a renov- oh my god, how have they not done a chocolate orange crossover ice cream? That would be incredible. <laughs> it would be very good, wouldn't it? Maybe we should pose it to them. Hmm. Okay, so on the other side of the paddle, the, the info side, it says, From a renovated gas station in Burlington, Vermont, to far-off places with names we sometimes mispronounce, the journey that began in 1978 with two guys and the ice cream business they built is as legendary as the ice cream is euphoric. I'm ashamed to say that uh, I can relatively easily go through two tubs of Ben and Jerry's in an evening. Yeah, I, I, there's no shame in that. <laughs> no shame here. I, I think there's... I'd, I'd be proud. I, <laughs> I, I, I can't. I physically can't. I, um, I go through like maybe half a pot and I feel very ill. <laughs> but then I can't do more than one Krispy Kreme at a time, Ben. And I saw you de- demolish an entire box of 12. 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> in a night. <laughs> it was in a cup of tea or two. <laughs> it was amazing. You were just chaining them like Pringles. <laughs> chaining them. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, Ben, my first thinking, my first thinking, my first um, thought is that of the interesting infotainment on the back, uh, the dates may be significant. Yes, and they are all incrementing as well. Hmm. So 45, 61, 78, and 1, 2, 3. Hmm. And I'm guessing, uh, Katie, that these paddles, mm-hmm. they, they would fit in the, the holes. Yeah, that's correct. Wonderful. Do you think we should have a look at the ice cream, Mike? What? At the ice cream stand, Ben? Are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go look at the ice cream. They are, they're in th- three rows. Three rows. Would you like to look at any in particular? You're still on the business side, aren't you? Yeah, can we go back to the customer side so I get less confused about which way around they are? Okay, that's fine. I'll stay around the uh, the, the, (laughs) the business side. (laughs) (laughs) So could I go right to left while Mike goes left to right? Yeah, and can we have everything from both of our perspectives, please? (laughs) Oh no, I'm confused. (laughs) 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 Okay, which way do you actually want to go from? (laughs) So from the customer side, uh, left to right. Okie dokie. So I'm going to go, yeah, rows. So from your left to right, going down in each row, you have the first is pralines and cream. Then you have peanut crunch. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. So did you say down in each row? (laughs) Yeah, so we're going left to... Do you mean mean, mean across each row or down each column? (laughs) Column, column, sorry. Oh my goodness. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so we're working in columns. Working in columns, yeah. Right. Ah, okay. Because you. Okay, did you use Excel at all at work? Yeah, and um, I always make them the tables wrong. Uh, <laughs> 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 sorry, I thought it, it makes sense to me because I've drawn a diagram. <laughs> 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 forget that I have to use my words to explain oh, what my diagram is. I'm really glad I the concept of a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad I got the, kicked up on that before we were like half an hour down the line. And you were like, it's on the far bottom of the row. And we're like... Ugh. Okay, right. So <laughs> columns, we're working on the columns. So the first okay. column on the left. <laughs> and are we, sorry, are we working customer side to business side? So custom, yeah. Yeah, we're working... <laughs> column one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So, so you've got columns and at the end of each column is the hole where you need to put one of the paddles yes yeah, and we're okay. starting at the whole end we, ca- we can do it doesn't that part yes, doesn't matter but okay if we're starting at the whole end <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole presumably being at the bottom of the column yeah, yeah so so we're, okay cool okay, so we have hole <laughs> strawberry cheesecake peanut mm. crunch and pralines and cream that's a really complicated ice cream. You don't know. You need to know your ice creams here, I think. Okay, column column two, working from the hole. Oh, that's what that was a whole column. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, geez, I thought that was just like some nightmare ice cream. No. Sorry, so that's strawberry cheesecake. Strawberry cheesecake. Pause. Peanut crunch. Peanut crunch. Pause. Oh. And pralines and cream. Gotcha. Column two from the hole is fish food. <laughs> Pause. Caramel choo choo and baked Alaska and. Column three from the hole is very berry strawberry, Mississippi mud, and banana caramel. Okay, knowing my Ben and Jerry's, <laughs> the middle column is Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> so, n- column two, you're saying. Could we put the Ben and Jerry's paddle in hole number two, please? You may. So, BJ, 
in hole number two. Or Ben and Terry's, as, as they're otherwise known. Mm. Delicious. I, I feel that uh, pralines and cream, peanut crunch and strawberry cheesecake are a Haagen-Dazs. Um, I was just thinking flavors. that. Because they're kind of like Haagen-Dazs are sort of your slightly upmarket, slightly posh ice cream that you buy by your mum. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, so can we stick the Haagen-Dazs paddle in uh, in hole number one, please? That you may. Haagen-Dazs paddle goes in hole number one. And then by process of elimination, I stick my finger in... <laughs> um, no, by process, can we put stick the... Um, what was it? Uh the euphoria no uh, the baskin robbins um one in uh, in hole number three please and baskin robbins goes into hole number three all three paddles click into place and fit in there perfectly as you put them in a box pops out for, on the business side which is full of scoops and ice cream cones however this box Ooh. appears to have a lock on it because although they haven't guarded the ice cream, they're very, very protective of their scoop and cones. The- That's where the money is. <laughs> the lock has a four-digit, one of those, you know, the ones where you swish, swish, swizzle, swizzle the, the numbers around. Oh, a uh, dial, dial lock. Yeah. A uh, left to right, do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Business to <Left>. customer side. <laughs> it's a four-digit locky doofer with the swizzly dooferies. Oh, Four wheels, uh, zero to nine. Yeah, that's that's the badger. Lovely. Okay. Hmm. I don't feel that... Ca- oh, we do. We do have four numbers. Do we? Well, we've got three lots of four numbers in the dates of the ice cream people. Oh, we do. We've got 45, 61 and 78, haven't we? Yes. Um, was there anything else? When we picked up the paddles, there was something else there as well, wasn't there? Did I dream no. that? No. I did say that they were on a shelf because yeah. I, I imagine that there's a... There's a shelf on that side of the of the uh, store. Yeah, I guess they probably weren't just sort of floating in the immaterium yeah. waiting for us to um to pick them up. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So yeah, you're right, Ben. We do have three potential four digit numbers. The box, Katie, mm-hmm. uh, that has uh, did you say it had um sorry, could you describe the box again? Yep, so it's a see through box. I didn't say this before, but it, it has to be see through ah. for the fact that you can see that there's scoops in it. So it is filled with the ice cream scoops, but also ice cream cones. Cool. Hmm. And there's nothing discerning about uh, the cones or the scoops. Um, not really. If you if you pick it up, it's a bit more rattly than you'd expect, but nothing nothing too crazy. I think there might be a key in there, Ben. <laughs> Maybe. And past However, experience on this podcast has told me there might be a key. If um, we uh, if we shake it to uh, too uh, ferociously we may uh, break up the cones and lose our deposit <laughs> well exactly we don't want to do such a thing and as we know that's where the money is that's probably going to exceed our 27 pounds 50 it's all in the cone <laughs> okay so i mean we could just try these three dates in the combination lock but i feel almost like that's cheating <laughs> i feel that one of them is probably correct although saying that there were 30 it was um baskin robbins was 31 flavors wasn't it it was yeah um hagen was didn't say didn't say and neither did ben and jerry's mm-hmm. they just no. described theirs as euphoric yeah yes i actually got that from their website as well which is uh quite funny i mean on the basis that it's number one can we just try 1945 in the lock please yes you may so you put in 1945 and it doesn't open i suppose then could we try 1961 you may you try 1961 put that in and it doesn't open 
Now, we're definitely brute forcing at this stage, but <laughs> can we try 1978 in there? It would be rude not to, wouldn't it? So you put in 1978 and it does not open. Ah, Katie did a clever puzzle. Not, it's mm. not that clever. <laughs> Are you calling us stupid? <laughs> no, 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 it's just that... Yes. <laughs> I, I did write this part of the puzzle in about two seconds on the... <laughs> um, okay, we've not actually like dug into these ice creams, Ben. We haven't, you're right. I guess we've already clicked in the paddle, so we might need to use our hands. Can we just like, um, can we have a little ferret through the ice creams, Katie? Yes. Uh, to see if we can discern some sort of uh, method to the madness, like give a, a scrabble through the pralines and cream. <laughs> You're just going to dig through the ice cream? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you dig, you, <laughs> you, you dig through the ice cream with your bare hands. Oh, it's so cold. This is Hagendas ice cream, Michael. This is spoiling good ice cream, and and all you get is a cold, sticky, praliney hand. I lick my fingers. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Delicious. Okay, so odds. Okay, so Ben, based on that, odds of uh, the key to our salvation being in the um, thing. Yes, our slim. Yes. I mean, you do have your <sighs> three numbers i would stick to where you were before do you think we have to add them together we could give it a go couldn't we uh 1945 oh, so 19, you're doing this 61 you yeah, no using a calculator i want mental arithmetic only <laughs> <laughs> oh fine <laughs> with another eight and that's a one for no, that's not what the calculator said. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this myself. I'm just gonna switch my headphones off for a second. Okay, here we go. Right, so Okay, I'm ready. Five eight eight four. Lovely maths. Katie, can I use my superior math skills to um, <laughs> to swizzle that lock round to 5884? So you put in 5884 into the lock and bing, it Yay. cracks open. Hurrah. Ice cream just wanted you to do maths. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> the box opens up and before you are some lovely scoops for scooping the ice cream rather than digging it out with your hands. And there is also <laughs> a metal cone otherwise known as the ice keem cone (laughs) and you have found my key and sold my puzzle (laughs) (laughs) oh very good oh that was a good puzzle oh dear as a side note um danny texted me earlier saying is your pun going to be the ice keem cone? And I'd literally just written it down before he texted me. Oh my God. Um, so you, with your ice keem cone, you then waddle away from the stall with your sticky, <laughs> sticky hands. Michael should probably go to the bathrooms and clean them. Okay, so I uh, I, I think uh, we have got left the um, projection booth and the screen. Um, Katie, why don't you choose our next one? I think we should go to the projection booth. That sounds like an excellent idea. Uh, that one is my puzzle. So you approach the door to the projection booth, uh, hang around outside for a minute and then realise it'd be pointless to stay outside uh, and let yourselves in. You step up a very narrow, dark set of stairs and into a rather cramped little space. Uh, it's filled with shelves and shelves 
of, of cassettes. Uh, it's also got lots of CDs and, and little hard drive things in there. And in the middle of the room, absolutely dominating it, is a Titanic projector. Uh, the projector is facing the front of the room through a small glass box and out of a rectangular aperture. There's another rectangular aperture next to it. Uh, it's around the size of a sheet of A4 uh, through which you and presumably the projectionist could see the screen. What would you like to do? Hmm. Sounds like there's a lot of shelves. There are. There are. I just. I don't. Are there too many for us to investigate, <laughs> or are they worth um, investigating? No, no, no. I mean, I, I would. I would. I would say that there's um, there's value to be had in investigating the shelves. Okay. Uh, I don't know which way to start though. On the business side. So, <laughs> <laughs> I believe we are on the business side. <laughs> it's all in the business side. Yeah, the customer um, side is the wall. Um. So. Sorry, there was uh, two walls of shelves or three walls of shelves? Uh, so as you step in, uh, there's just the entire back wall is made up of shelves. Wonderful. And there was film and hard drives, is that correct? Uh, that's right. So uh, do you want me to describe it to you? Yes, please. Yes, please. Sure. So you can see just at a glance that there's sort of you know, cassettes of film and, and hard drives. Um, looking a bit more closely, you can see that most of the shelves uh, are actually hard drives uh, and what looks like hooky Blu-rays. Um uh, there also appears to be, though, on one rather empty shelf, uh, one DCP uh, package copy of the 2011 movie Key and a DCP copy of Cats. Oh, dear. Exclamation mark. What does DCP mean? DCP is a digital cinema package. Mm. So, like, when they do, like, a film at the cinema, um, they used to do it on cassettes, and now they basically just do it on a small, like, USB thumb drive. Uh-huh. It's a special one because it's got limited licenses on it, so um, it's basically it makes it harder for cinemas to pirate stuff, uh-huh. um, and means that if stuff is nicked, then they can kind of trace to where it was nicked from. Okay, smart. Yeah, I thought so. Is Key a real life movie that happened in 2011? It is. Uh, during a routine autopsy, forensic pathologist Martin Revel finds a key in a suicide victim's stomach. Uh, his investigation into a seemingly inanimate object leads to a world of obsession, insanity, and homicide. Ooh. Apparently, according to IMDb. Join us next week in the Infinite Escape Room <laughs> to escape from a man's stomach. <laughs> Ooh, we should do that one. Could we have a wander over and take a little look at the projector, please, Mike? Uh, you can, certainly. So it's a, a huge grey thing. Um, it looks more like a printer uh, than a projector, just in its kind of bulky horribleness. Um, you can see that there's a, a large plate-sized lens at the front, which is pointing through the glass box and out of the, uh, the front of the wall. Um, and on the top, you can see that it has a couple of connections, sort of, you know, HDMI, display port, uh, and a USB input. Uh, if you look around the side of it, you can see that on either side of it is a deep hole in the main body. Uh, the one on the left-hand side is marked with an L, and the one on the right-hand side is marked with an R. I think those might stand for left and right. <laughs> These holes. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I stick my finger in them? <laughs> I'm afraid between you, you have an insufficient number of willies. <laughs> God damn it. Knew I should have bought my willy tonight. Um. <laughs> Sorry, brother. So my guess would be that the... Um, oh, if we look through the left hole, can we see out of the right one? 
or is there like something okay so the hole actually disappears into the bowel of the machine into the bowels of the projector um and um you look in and you can just see sort of you know the dark inner workings of the machine you think you might be able to see a little is it like a sprocket i think it's called like right at the bottom okay so this might be something that we could uh possibly put film in potentially uh no it's more like a kind of a circular uh small circular hole perhaps um centimeter and a half across <gasps> we should get the paddles okay. from earlier <laughs> <laughs> is the answer Ben and Jerry's um, <laughs> is there anything under the projector that we can see the floor wonderful can we take a little look out of the uh, aperture that isn't the projector aperture certainly so you look out uh, and you can see across the cinema uh, you can see the first few rows of seats and the screen itself which is currently light grey and blank um, but looking at it, you can see that the aperture itself is quite deep and has a small shelf on it, uh, resting upon which you can see two hand cranks. Uh, they look a bit like the sorts of things you'd stick in like the front of an old timey car to get it going. And sorry, is that on the business side <laughs> or the customer side? It's on the shelf. <laughs> Uh, inside the booth uh yeah so it's kind of uh it's uh the, the aperture itself is quite deep and it's essentially right. resting on the sill of that okay so can we twist the cranks can we crank, can we crank it well you can you can pick them up um and you can you can certainly you can twist them in midair you can twist them at each other you can do absolutely whatever you fancy with them just uh very quickly does is there any markings on the cranks i'm specifically looking for l's and r's mm. uh there are not does it have a bit that would go in either the left or the right uh you well if you attempt to you will find that uh each of the cranks will fit in each of the holes shall we um shall we insert cranks into holes and start cranking yes we should okay um will you be cranking clockwise or anti-clockwise uh, i'd always go clockwise you know uh, i'd probably go clockwise okay and which holes are you so you're cranking both holes clockwise yes Okay, so Katie cranks the left hole clockwise and Ben cranks the right hole clockwise and nothing happens. Okay, can we actually move them? Are there, is it is it moving or are we like Oh absolutely. So sorry, you're cranking as in your your you've inserted the at the end of the crank into into the hole and you are then using uh, the rotational part of it in a kind of rowing motion each to uh, to drive it in a clockwise direction each of you and and nothing is happening. I reckon we need to to prime this projector with some some content the uh the the 2011 copy of the key mike absolutely is that a is that a hard drive or, or what is it uh, as described earlier a dcp is kind of a usb drive okay so there's is there anywhere for the dcp to go in the, in the absolutely as described previously there is a usb slot on the top of the projector should we shove it in the in the usb slot i believe we should shove mm. The key one. You shove the uh, 2011 copy of the key DCP USB unit into the top of the projector. Uh, and then you, you turn it around and try it again. And you turn it around a third time and it finally clicks in because it's USB 2. Uh, when you click it in, the machine lights up and you hear a old fashioned um, projectory sound, even though as it's digital, that's now basically unnecessary. Glancing through the uh, the aperture at the, uh, the front, you can see that uh, the... Uh, screen has a key displayed on it a rather distinctive key uh, with a pattern on the bow and bit uh, in the shape of a lowercase d uh, you can also see that the glass box uh, in front of the projector has lit up could we take a look at the glass box you certainly can so the glass box um, has some uh, it's sort of uh, rectangular uh, maybe uh, six inches across 
uh, and is directly in front of the lens and it has some etchings marked on it. Uh, the topmost side is marked with an X, the left hand side is marked with a Y and the back plate is marked with a Z. Uh, there appears to be no bottom to the box but the projector currently projecting through it uh, appears to have somehow caught the image of a key on the top and side of the box. I'm not going to lie, I'm confused. In fact, quick amendum, when looking out of the viewing aperture, uh, you can see that on the cinema screen, there are two keys projected, slightly out of uh, focus and out of alignment. Hmm. What do you reckon? I reckon that I can't draw a box. I got very confused with the Y and the X and the Z, where where they were meant to go. This is projecting a picture of two fuzzy keys onto the screen. That's correct. And do, do both the keys have the the D? Uh, they are completely identical, and they both have a distinctive lowercase D on both the bow and the bit. Uh, the bow being the bit at the back of the key that you twist, and the bit being the, the bitey bit at the front. Just looks like some boobs that I've drawn. <laughs> oh dear i did not get any of the creativity what does your box look like <laughs> what? that's my sister it's a family show Ben. <laughs> <laughs> not as weird as my boobs by the sound of this drawing <laughs> get out get out ben oh dear <laughs> I feel a bit bamboozled about where to go next. If it's projecting at the picture of the key, doesn't that mean that the key's inside the projector? Do you think... Could we go back to the cranks and both crank them anti-clockwise and but but while doing so um keeping an eye out of the window and uh and and seeing what the key is doing on the screen okay certainly uh you crank you go to the cranks and each of you take one and you both crank them was that anti-clockwise yeah Uh, yes please when you do so you find that um that the leftmost image becomes slightly less fuzzy but there are still two images displayed on the screen until you presumably run out of puff and stop. I wonder then, Katie, whether one of them perhaps, whether maybe you should do one crank and maybe one does focus and maybe one oh, like, realigns. Like binoculars. Is that a thing yeah. that happens in binoculars? Let's say yes. Um, but we've just cranked both of them. Yeah. Hmm. Are you on the left one or the right one currently? What, me? Yes. Oh, I don't know where I was. <laughs> Did we decide which side we were on? I presumed you're on the left, but okay. I'll be on the left and you be on the right. There you go. Now we've decided. Um, so what happens if Katie just cranks clockwise to the image on the screen? Um, nothing discernible. Okay. And what if I crank on the right uh, clockwise? Nothing discernible. So maybe we both have to go clockwise, Katie, because it got out of focus last time. Yeah. So could we both please crank clockwise? Um, You see that the rightmost image uh, sort of steadies up a little bit, becomes a little bit sharper. But other than that, nothing happens. Huh. Just to recap on our behaviour, individual does nothing that we can discern. Both going anti-clockwise makes the left one go out of focus, but going clockwise... both. Oh, that should have been the left one going more into into focus. focus. Right, okay. (laughs) 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 So clockwise is lefty more focus, anti-clockwise is righty more in focus. Is that right? No, it's always the left key. Always? Uh. I'm pretty sure I thought I'd said left and right in the correct order. Um, I mean, if it's any help... It's not important that much. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's probably that's probably not the thing to focus on. I suppose. I think you, you guys were pretty. You guys were really close actually a little while ago. So you, you're, you're, you're all right. At what point? <laughs> when were we close? <laughs> Before you found the king. 
Before we found the key? Yeah. Okay. Oh, in fact, no, sorry, before you uh, plugged uh, the movie in. Oh. <laughs> the, the movie, the key. <laughs> Okay. Um, so before we, we before we plugged in the key, we were just cranking the uh, we were the, just the cranking it before we found moment. the key. That you were. Were we cranking in the opposite direction? Oh, uh, so maybe we both need to crank the same way as you were saying. No, oh, different ways. Yeah. Like like so. But at the same you time. Go, yes. So on the uh, left one, could we go? Do you want to go clockwise? Yeah, I'll go clockwise. And on the right one, I'll go anti-clockwise. Okay, so uh, Katie starts uh, cranking clockwise on the left-hand side, and Ben starts clanking, clank, cranking counterclockwise on the right-hand side. Uh, as you do so, you start whizzing up some speed and some pace, and the image of the key on the top of the box and the one on the left-hand side grow brighter. And then a third image, uh, as the picture collides on the screen, grows on the back of the box of the self-same key. The three pictures grow brighter and brighter and brighter and merge together into a single three-dimensional picture in the middle of the glass box. You stop cranking and a solid key drops out the bottom. Congratulations, you have found the 3D key and you have solved my puzzle. Yay! Yay. Whereby polarised light is sent clockwise and anti-clockwise simultaneously to each of the eyes in order to produce a 3D image. Oh! That's really cool. That's what you were doing with those cranks. Uh, you were, you were, well, that's a fun fact. You were, sp- uh. you were spinning the light. Okay, so with the 3D key D in hand, you uh, unplug the picture, the 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 DCP copy of the key, uh, and pocket it uh, to sell to some online pirates. And you step down the little narrow staircase and back out into the cinema lobby. Excellent. Well, uh, we have left uh, in front of us the screen, and that is my puzzle. You enter the double doors into the screen. The doors close behind you, and you're locked in a black room. You can tell that it's very, very large, but you can't really see anything. You can see some outlines of some seats. You can see that there is some some sort of large wall at the very end of the room. In fact, the only thing you can see clearly is beside you. It's a small cabinet lit by a small, softly dim light. On the cabinet is a small plaque that reads Porter's Torches. There is a eight-digit combination lock. Jesus! Which are all, Yay. Which are all letters. <laughs> Fuck! Eight digit, all letters. Yes. Eight digit, eight characters. That's the one. Sorry, eight character. (laughs) Are they in a row or a column? (laughs) (laughs) Or a column. They are horizontal. Okay, so can we try A, 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 A? Um, that's their current uh, configuration and that doesn't work. In which case, can I try A, 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 B? Uh, No. Shall we shall we have a look around <laughs> and see if anything else? Okay, so is that the uh, Porter's Torches um, cabinet is locked up then? In, uh, correct, yes. Okie dokie. Okay, is that the only thing that we can see in there? Or if we root around, we'll be, be able to see a bit more when our eyes become accustomed to the dark? So your eyes are becoming accustomed to the little light that there is. You can make out that there are many rows of seats, probably around about... 26. There is only one corridor uh, and it goes, you're at the very top of the room at the minute and the corridor, as in like the stairs down to the screen, are literally going going down and you would enter enter the rows from there. There is no like corridor on the other side, which is very annoying actually, if you think that if you're sort of on the wall side, you've got to walk past all the people to, to get out for the loo. Mm. You uh, you can't readily see down the aisles, but you could certainly walk down them and uh, and explore if you wished. Let's do that. 
Okay. Uh, would you like to start at the top of the room or would you like to start at the bottom of the room? The business end, please. <laughs> <laughs> so the double doors is at the top, isn't it? Uh, correct. Yeah, so yes. we might as well start from the top, work our way down. Okay, so you um, you fumble yourself down the first row, and you can kind of feel the the little um, plates on the on the backs of the the seat, uh, the backrest of the seats. Mm-hmm. Um, you can feel that you're on the Z row currently. You go all the way to the end, but you can't find anything. Okay, can we go down the next row, please? Of course. So you, uh, you once again fumble your way down, and uh, you find yourself at uh, seat twenty-five, and uh, you find yourself a torch. Ooh, ooh. We could we could do with one of those because it's a bit dark in here. Does the torch have batteries? Does it work? Um, you turn it on, and uh, it feels slightly warm in your hand, and you can hear a slight buzzing from it, um, but there doesn't appear to be any light. Yeah. Is this a torch or a vibrator? <laughs> it is dark. Is there a hole that you put this in? <laughs> it appears to be a torch. <laughs> okay. Oh dear. <laughs> it feels torchlight in your grip. Okay. Well, should we hmm. keep hold of it for safekeeping? You know, you never know when you might need a vibrating torch. A buzzing thing that sounds like. Hmm. And you just said we found it on seat twenty-five. Oh, that's correct. Okay. Yes. Shall we go down to the next row, Mike's? Yeah, because we started at Z, didn't we? So that must have been Y twenty five, presumably. That's correct. Yes. Uh, so X then. Uh, let's go to X. So you stumble down the next few rows and do not find anything at all. You uh, you find yourself on row K mm-hmm. and uh, stumble down that row and you get to seat number ten and you find what appears to be a plastic bottle. Like a like a drinks bottle, like a half liter one. Hmm. It appears to be empty. I wouldn't have gone sipping it anyway. Just just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Cinema seconds, yum yum. Good to know, Katie. <laughs> I always suspected you were a classy bird, and now I, I've had it confirmed. Now you know where my limits are. I will not drink from a plastic bottle found on row K of a random cinema. <laughs> will you meet your future husband in a skip? Absolutely. <laughs> But would you drink cinema seconds? Like, no. Standards. Okay, cool. So we've got a torch that doesn't torch, but it vibrates, and we have a plastic bottle with nothing in it. We are doing a good treasure hunt here, Michael. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can we go down <laughs> another row? Uh, of course. So you uh, you stumble down the next few rows, and once again, don't really find anything until you get to row E. You stumble along to seat number five and you find yourself a half empty box of popcorn. Now that I will help myself to. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had limits. <laughs> uh, have you noticed that the rows that we found things on spell the word key? I uh, have now. <laughs> well spotted, Kaywell. Thanks, I am, I am smart like that. Um <laughs> Damn girl, you smart. But also, aren't the seat numbers that you've said also the numbers that those letters are in the alphabet? They are. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Connecting everything together. Okay, right. People say people say like baby brains the thing. I didn't realise that you got to like dual process off of both of them at once. <laughs> this is really good with the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Damn girl, you like a Pentium 4 um, Are you chowing down on some popcorn? Yeah, I'm having a little nibble, why not? Cool, so you uh, you take a rummage around and you uh, you snaffle some popcorn um, And you find in the in the popcorn uh, some uh, some glasses Oh, lovely, <laughs> extra crunch As in as in spectacles Oh, okay 
<laughs> I thought you meant some broken glass. <laughs> okay. Okay, some spectacles. Oh, should we put them on? Yeah, let's. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll put them on. I'll put them on. Yeah, go on. Does it make a difference to Michael's sight? <laughs> no. No. Um, the no room... I still see dead people. <laughs> the room uh, seems slightly greyer, but, uh, but other than that, uh, it, it's still... Yeah, nothing special. Yeah. Uh, let's keep on searching down them rows. So you continue to walk down the rows um, until you get to row A, uh, and uh, there's nothing on row A. Uh, there's nothing on the intermediate rows either. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So we have a, a torch without a light, an empty plastic bottle, and a half-empty box of popcorn with some spectacles in it, and hmm. an eight-digit letter <laughs> lock. On the porter's torches cupboard. D- is there anything that I've not remembered? No, that's accurate. Okay. Hmm. It's annoying that um, key is a three-letter word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we could put it in two and a half times. <laughs> we could. Um, a key, key, key. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, um, hmm. So we have our torch on 20. And as you said, the letters correspond with... The numbers. Mm. So it's not like the numbers give us another letter either. Uh, ben, when you said this was a uh, a multi-character lock, yes, was it a multi-character lock um, for, for letters and numbers, or just letters? Yeah, just letters. I mean, knowing Ben, there's probably some hideous pun in this somewhere. <laughs> so we need to find the pun. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Does the torch symbolise something, and then the Plastic bottle. Um, I'll tell you what, Ben. Can we uh, through the? Can I look at uh, the torch through the glasses? Uh, you can. Yes. So you're going to put the glasses on and turn the torch on. Yes, please. Uh, you see a beam of light. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So do you want to shine the torch on stuff whilst wearing the specs? Oh, I mean, that sounds like a good idea. Oh my God! What if it's a UV light? Oh Ooh. no. Can we look in the empty bottle? <laughs> uh, you look at the empty bottle, you notice uh, that um, the the label itself uh, at first looks blank. Uh, in fact, to, to Katie's ever-adjusting eyes, it definitely looks like a blank label. However, when you look at it, Mike, shining the torch on it, it says, Cinema Cola, £6. Um, okay, can, can I take another walk from top to bottom, from Z to A of the seats, while um, shining the UV light up and down? Of course. Um, you head out back out to the corridor and uh, make your way back to the top of the top of the room. Uh, you walk back down the the room from Z to A, uh, shining your your torch around while wearing the specs, and you notice that some of the letters on on the end of the the rows have uh, little sort of white markings around them. Oh no! <laughs> oh, not on the UV light then. <laughs> this is like that bed and breakfast show all over again. <laughs> would you like to know what letters they are? Yes, I would, please. <laughs> Uh, so, top to bottom, you have got U for uniform, T for tango, S for Sierra, R for Romeo, P for Papa, I for indigo, E for echo, and C for Charlie. Hmm. I mean, that's as many letters as we need for our lock. A rust Pisces. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to see if we can rearrange the letters to make us something. Yeah. But it's one way that my brain doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I need Laura for this. She's got this little game she plays, which is just, it's this. Yeah. 
Um, All I can see is Rust Pisces, which is... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's a word. <laughs> can, can I try it in a sentence, please? <laughs> well, the only one of these letters that we found something on with a row was the half-empty popcorn on E, which was seat five. Um, I guess we could assign a numeric value to each one. But I don't know how that would conceivably help. I don't think that would. I think it's these letters that we need to put in in the locks, but I think we probably need to put them in the right order. Yeah. I mean, we could try them as we found them. We could. Should we try try that first just to, you know, yeah, see what's what? just in case. Yeah. So you randomly went from top to bottom, so you want to randomly put them in Z to A. Yeah. Sure. So you go... Uh, <laughs> In, in into the uh, the padlock, you uh, uh, spin the wheels for U T S R P I E C, and nothing happens. Safe. So I either need to make a word, or maybe put them in order. <laughs> One could argue that putting them in a word would be putting them in an order. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 with the word on this. It's probably like some sort of like oh, Bob Cinema invented the cinema back in 1854. Um, and, like, it'll be an anagram of his name. Yeah, I'm very upset that you can't make the word cinema from those letters because that was my <laughs> first go-to because I saw a C and an I and then I was like, yes, nearly. Yeah, I can't not see Rusty Pipe now. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, a Rusty Pie. Ooh, pie crust. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but what does that... Ben, can we try pie crust in the... Um... Super cinemas? I don't care. <laughs> I know that Ben likes pie crust. <laughs> That's that's a bit of the pie that I don't like, Mike. What? Oh. By by far the the best the best parts of the pie is the filling and the the pastry that goes under the filling. Oh, the soggy bit. Absolutely. Mm. Who doesn't like gravy sodden uh, pastry? <laughs> uh, so you uh, you uh, wheel in P I E C R U S T into the combination digity duva and it doesn't work. Okay. Ah, oh, of course it's crust pie. Ben's favourite type of pie. Uh, that doesn't work either. Uh, what is this called? You know, when you rearrange letters to make a word, it's anagram, isn't it? Anagram. Okay, I don't. I... <laughs> you seem disappointed. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I just didn't know what they were called. <laughs> I, I might call Laura because she's really good at these. No, Michael, Laura! we can do this. We can do this, Laura. Hmm. Hmm. Let's have a think. I think it's got to be something to do with cinemas. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, mm. what are we doing here? Good point. Um, let's see. P- 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 pictures? The pictures? We're at the pictures, Michael. Oh, of course, we're at the pictures. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> should we try pictures? I think we should try Pycroft one more time first. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures, can we try that, please? Pictures, <laughs> Carol. You wheel, <laughs> you wheel pictures into the uh, combination lock, and the cupboard clicks open. Yes. Nice, nice. Inside, you find no torches, but you do find, <laughs> you do find a key. You have found the kinema, and you have solved my puzzle. Oh, very good. Oh, lovely. That was a good multi-stage one. I liked it. it. Yeah. So, 
I doing a bit of research. Uh, we would call uh, the place that we're currently in a cinema. An alternative word for it in British English apparently is a kinema, which I have never heard anybody say. But I found multiple sources saying that it's a British That's English rubbish. variant. But it comes from um, someone with a heavy uh, cold, kinna, like <laughs> like um, <laughs> like uh, well, from the Greek for kinetic, like, oh. as in like moving pictures. So there you go. Uh, so taking the kinema uh, back to the lobby, you insert the ice keen cone, the 3D keyd, and the kinema into the three rooms with padlocks and escape. Hurrah! And there we are. You can subscribe to us on all your favourite apps, feeds, and iTunes, and also on our website www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter. Just search for The Infinite Escape Room. We'd love to have feedback and to hear where The Infinite Escape Room should take us next. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could give us a rating and a bit of a review on iTunes, Facebook, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time for another Infinite Escape Room. Goodbye. Bye! Ta-ta!